Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we are talking all things money with Sam Vanderweelen. Sam is an attorney-turned-entrepreneur and legal educator who helps coaches and service providers legally protect and grow their online brands through her legal templates and signature program, the Fearlessly Legal Ultimate Bundle. Sam lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with her husband, Ryan, lots of plants, and her ever-growing stack of favorite books. If you've always associated attorneys with words like shark, intense, and cutthroat, you are in for a down-to-earth breath of legal fresh air from Sam. I am so excited for you to hear from Sam in this episode. Sam is a good friend of mine, um, and I have worked with her in so many different ways, and she is just absolutely incredible. So please welcome Sam on the Deeper Than Money podcast. Sam, I am so excited to have you on the Deeper Than Money podcast today. Please, if you will, introduce yourself, tell everyone listening who you are, what you do, and get them pumped up to hear from you today. <laughs> hey, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Sam Vanderweelen. I'm an attorney turned entrepreneur who is the founder of Sam Vanderweelen LLC, where I at least officially help online entrepreneurs legally protect and grow their online businesses using my DIY legal templates like contracts and website policies and my ultimate bundle program, which Chloe is a part of. Um, yes. So I'm so excited to be here and chat with you guys today. I was a super miserable corporate attorney who really struggled with figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and my career. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so it's just like a dream to be here and chatting with Chloe today. Yes, that's amazing. And we're going to talk about this at the end, but Sam, I like I've worked with Sam before. I have her ultimate bundle and it's incredible, which is one of the big reasons I wanted to bring her on today because I personally have learned so freaking much from her. So, um, so Sam, what made you take the leap out of the corporate, like legal attorney world and, and into starting your own business? Yeah. So pretty much from day one, when I became a corp, I was a corporate attorney, a litigator. So I was like the type of attorney who's like in court, you know, filing motions, doing all this crazy stuff. Um, pretty much from the first day I started, I just had that feeling where I knew I was in the wrong place, but mm-hmm. I basically spent about five years as a corporate attorney, not knowing what the right place was. So I spent a lot of time in victim mode, um, and spent a lot of time just kind of sitting there thinking like, how did this happen to me? What did I do wrong that like led me to this miserable career? And I really wasn't in a place where I could like see, well, first of all, I didn't see my role in, in like how I could actually change it, but I also didn't see my role in, in getting there. And it actually wasn't mm-hmm. until a really bad flight um, on the way from Amsterdam back to Philadelphia, where I'm from, uh, that the plane like dropped and, and kind of like rolled to the left. And it was this really scary incident 
that I had this like intense moment of clarity, which I often joke is like, I've never gotten one again. And without the plane thing, like, I wish I could get that much clarity again. Yeah. Like if it could be some other way, maybe that would be really helpful. But like, I just got this moment. It was like a flash of lightning almost in my brain that just told me like, what are you doing? Like you have, you are in the driver's seat and you're acting like this is all happening to you. And life is just like passing you by. So I knew I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was a very entrepreneurial kid, like always had little businesses growing up and like wanted to do all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I left and just got started. I started with a health coaching business. Um, I wanted to get away from the law. I think I need a little bit of like time and space, but also this like online entrepreneurship world that Chloe and I are in now was totally foreign to me. I had no, like, I remember Googling, like, what is a landing page? What's an email list? Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea. So I just got started with that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that. Um, so tell me what drove you from that point where you're like, I'm diving in, I'm kind of in this like health coach space to what, what drove you from there to be doing what you are today? Yeah. So as I started the health coaching business and I started working with people, it was a kind of another funny moment where I was like, okay, this feels definitely feels better than being a corporate attorney, but like this doesn't feel like the right fit for me either. It felt a little like Goldilocks. Like it was mm -hmm. better. It was like moving in the right direction, but it still wasn't there. But what it did was, first of all, I got to make like all of my mistakes in starting a business, marketing a business, running a business, you know, all that kind of stuff with mm -hmm. the first one. But also I just took it as an opportunity to listen and observe and learn, right? And so I started talking to a lot of people. I would go back then we were actually able to like be around other people so I could go to like conferences and stuff. And so remember those days. Yeah, those <laughs> the good old days. So I actually went to this like really big conference and there were a lot of women there who wanted to start their own businesses or who had and they kept coming up to me and saying, "Are you that girl from Instagram who like, yeah, you're a health coach, but you used to be a lawyer because I'm really confused about this LLC thing." And I was like, why are so many people asking me about this? Like, I just thought it was so funny. Like I was trying to get away from something, but yet people kept coming to me for it. And I realized it wasn't, I didn't like being a lawyer in the traditional sense or working at a law firm. I love helping people. I love teaching and I love breaking down complicated topics in a simple, more fun way, like as much as I can with legal stuff. And so that it was kind of like a light bulb moment to me where I was like, people need help. I also really, it's a core business value of mine to give people access to things and mm -hmm. uh, people who are typically kept out of the legal system, you know, maybe not res totally respected or are intimidated by it. Um, and I really want to give access and just make this like a more fun, chill way to build a business. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So there's so many, and I know there's people listening to this who are either in the newer stages of their business, or honestly, I see this even not even newer stages, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're intermediate or e even more advanced side of their business, or they're wanting to start a business, but they often, people often have this idea that they can, with the legal side of the business, like, oh, that can wait, right? Like I need to start making money first. Um, I, I don't need to worry about the legal side. And can you talk a little bit more about, um, you know, what you would say to that person who thinks to themselves like, oh, like I, I can't, I just can't do that right now. I can't afford that. So I am going to just wait until later to set up all of the, you know, legalities and put the right legal protections in place. Yeah. So I always say that 
I think it's really important to understand, at least in America, how the legal system here works. Like, there's no pass or get out of jail free card for like, oh, that was only your second client. Don't worry about it. You know, like nobody will care. So I, I always say like, you can get sued by your first client, just like you could like your thousandth client. Like, it, there's mm -hmm. no like rhyme or reason as to like, it's not more safe or something like that. And no one will look kindly upon you because you're like a quote, new business owner, or you didn't have enough money. You'll just have a lien against you. Like the, there will be a judgment found against you and then a lien if you can't pay it. So there's no like pass. And I don't say that to scare anyone. I just think that this can be done. First of all, it's a lot easier, I think, than people make it out to be because I, mm -hmm. I understand it's a it's like a really intimidating and scary topic. It just doesn't have to be. That's why I'm here trying to do what I'm doing. But I would like my dream scenario for you guys is that as you're like thinking about starting your own business, you're in the early stages, you're budgeting for this. You know, you're leaning on mm -hmm. Chloe's resources and figuring out how to set aside and I was telling Chloe earlier that when I was at the law firm, I remember I really, I cut my expenses. I started like selling a lot of things that I wasn't using. It was just like free cash around the house. Um, and I started setting aside, like knowing like I'm going to need this little nest egg. It didn't have to be yeah. big. Right. But I knew there was going to be a period of time where I wasn't making a profit to invest back in my business. And so I needed a little bit. And so now granted, I could cover my own legal stuff, but I had to pay for other things, right? So yeah, I just want you guys to think of this as kind of part of your budget. And there are more affordable resources available for you now. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So again, for that person who has that idea, but they don't have the business or they're in the early stages of setting things up, what are the first legal steps for them, um, especially when they're in that side hustle grind, right? They're like, well, it's not technically a business. It's just a side hustle, right? I'm only taking on one client or I'm only doing, I don't know, housekeeping for other people or something like that. What are the first steps that they need to and when in, in the scheme of making money, do they need to have that set up? Yeah. So for me, ideally, the first thing that you would do, um, besides like if you were running an online business, besides like securing your domain name and like all your social handles and, and like kind of the more branding things to be able to like lock this down. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I would love for you to do is register your business. And I want you to register it the right way, which is choosing a business entity type that actually protects you. So really, when you're registering a business, you need to be worried about protecting yourself financially. Um, and personally. So um, the only kind of uh, business entity that protects you financially, for example, is an LLC because it separates you from your business. So whether you have one client or five clients or 10 clients, you don't want to financially be responsible for anything that happens from that relationship. And I think something too that people often either just like don't know or they ignore is that you don't have to get paid by a client in order for there to be a problem either. So some people will be like, oh, well, I'm only seeing people for free right now to practice. And it's like, well, in America, people can sue people for anything. So it doesn't have to be, it can just be for advice that you gave that like had a bad effect on them. It doesn't have to be like something they paid you for. It could even be yeah. a blog post. It can be something as simple, like simple as content, right? So it's, it's important, I think, to think about registering your business um, and then from there, things start to fall in place because if you have clients, now you can get like client contract, depending on what you're doing. You can get a business bank account so that your money is separate from your personal money. That's super important for both yes. and financial <laughs> reasons. Um, and then you can get business insurance. That would be the next step is like, I always tell people the business insurance is what can wait until you actually have clients. Um, but that protects you financially because you won't be financially responsible for things that happen from your client relationships. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. And so many people 
don't realize the financial aspect, right? They're so set on, I need to make money in my business that they don't realize that they're setting themselves up to potentially lose a lot of money and a lot of their personal money if they're not protecting themselves. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so exactly. switching gears a little bit, and this is definitely something that Sam has personally helped me <laughs> so much with because unfortunately DTM has experienced, especially lately, but in general, so many plagiarism issues, so many um, just stealing content or stealing products and reselling them and things like that. And again, I cannot thank you enough, Sam, for all of your help that you have been um, for us with this um, because definitely uncharted territory. So can you explain to our listeners what you are and what you are not allowed to do when it comes to repurposing somebody else's content that they've posted or that they're they've sold or something like that. Because at least for me, I will say that in our experience, most times when we um, reach out to people that have plagiarized DTM's content, the, the response is most often, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I was inspired by your content and I wanted to also post the same thing. And so I feel like there's this lack of education that is creeping into, again, what you were saying earlier is it doesn't matter. That doesn't hold up in court, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, you know, I was in, I didn't know. And so, um, can you explain some of the, the, the manners, right? The like online, um, best ways to do it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, as I told Chloe, when this happened, like, I'm so sorry that it did. And I'm sorry to anybody listening that this happened to you. It's happened to me, by the way, lawyers steal from me. I had a lawyer steal my whole website last year. So it's super, people are bananas. Um, but (laughs) It'll happen, unfortunately. But yeah, so the way like, it's so funny to me, like in my ultimate bundle community, you know, we have like hundreds and hundreds of people in this. And it's so funny, I will get these questions from time to time of people like, I almost pictured as them like trying to fight their way out of a paper bag. They're like, but what if I do it like this way? Or what if I share their content this way? Or what if I do this? And I'm like, just stop with all the questions. Like, let's just default. No, right? Like I prefer and this is not necessarily the legal answer. What I'm telling you is just I think smart and like a way to stay out of trouble. So for me, it's like I always default as like permission is required, essentially, even though Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily all that's not necessarily always true. Right. So there is a whole like legal mumbo jumbo that I could walk you guys through where, you know, if something's in the public domain, for example, you can share it. If something is um, under the what's called the fair use doctrine, which is that like you're just using something for educational purposes um, and it's small, it's not they look at the percentage of the whole. So like taking Chloe's whole post, for example, would automatically be a no, no. Taking a line from her blog post and quoting her is okay, Right. And attributing Mm -hmm. it to her, linking to her, something like that. That's a different story. But I, I always use the example of like if you're teaching a course you can't share like whole chapters of a book. Like if, if Chloe was teaching a course on money and she like shared chapters of a money book. No, mm-hmm. you just tell people to go buy that book. Like you don't, you know, and make the affiliate money from it if you want to, but like don't, <laughs> don't take the book, right? Like that's not the point. So I always default to permission. And I think that the other thing that people don't know to your point, Chloe, is that not only don't they know about copyright stuff, obviously, but the, like our individual platforms have rules as well. So yes, there's copyright mm-hmm. law in America, but Instagram has its own guidelines, right? So Instagram has guidelines where like they don't really care if somebody, if you think that you could make the argument of like, oh, I'm sharing Chloe's post for educational purposes. Well, first of all, you took her name off of it and you have a business. So your business is trying to make money. Even if that post mm-hmm. isn't making money, 
first of all, if you have a business, every post should be essentially trying to do that, but, (laughs) but whatever. So that's a different story, but they, you know, Instagram themselves will say like, you can't do that, right? You took the person's content. So first I think I always tell people just reach out to the person, like think about Mm -hmm. how Chloe's situation would have been so different if the person reached out to her and said, I love this graphic you created. Can I share it? She probably would have said, sure, just make sure you attribute it to me, right? It just has to be attributed. That's all. Now, don't take my name off of it and like slap your logo on it. That's a totally different story. (laughs) So um, I I just always tell people like reach out, ask them. Then if they don't answer you, um, if they say no, first of all, then that's like a hard, you know, pass. But if they don't answer you, then you can go through and actually have a really good blog post. Well, I'm calling it really good, but it's very detailed blog post (laughs) on my website where I walk you through the questions you actually have to ask. And I'll give Chloe the link to share. Um, But I go through the questions you ask yourself of like, would this qualify as fair use for me to be able to share this without getting permission from the author? Awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so helpful. And I think, unfortunately, we need it, right? And and not even, of course, I, you know, I'm sure you can hear from my tone, I am a little salty that this happens so often to us and to our content. But I also see this happen with other people. I see this mm-hmm. happen with my clients. I see this happen with my friends. I see and it's sad, right? It, it just shouldn't be um, and, and again, it's this, there's such a low barrier to entry into the business world that I think some people don't, like you were saying earlier, they don't plan accordingly to this idea of here are the things I need in place to starting a business. And, you know, I definitely think that that is for sure one of them. So, mm-hmm. um, a, apart from plagiarism and copyright infringement, what else are things that you see happen frequently on the internet that people that are just huge red flags that you see that a lot of people aren't aware of and that they should be more vigilant to? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of, you see two levels of plagiarism. So one is like the, the stuff that we were just talking about where it's more like posts and things, but you actually see a lot of people lifting people's courses, um, which people don't know about. And so that's pretty crazy. I've heard of people who have found their courses being sold on this website. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like this place that basically goes in, like buys your course and then like resells it for like a couple bucks um, on some website. So like, that's an issue. I've had a number of ultimate bundle members have their um, Instagram accounts hacked and then they're like held for kind of like ransom. Uh, So that's, that's like a whole thing that people don't even know about. I think like a complaint I often hear from bundle members, for example, is that people will take their um, group programs or like sign up for their coaching and kind of like mask themselves as like wanting help. But then it's that they actually want to start the same business Um, Mm -hmm. or even on a smaller level, they'll tell me like, I just like taught, you know, this lesson in my group program. And then two days later, I saw one of my clients on Instagram stories teaching the same exact thing. Like it just, it's almost like it's not illegal. It's just very uncomfortable. And so they don't know how to navigate those things. So that's obviously a lot. Um, and then I would say like non-payment issues are the next thing, like mm. chargeback threats. So I talk a lot about chargeback threats and like that's when people tell their credit card like, hey, I don't want to pay for this. Give me a refund, even though they actually received the product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that PayPal is very friendly to the consumer, which is like nice for them, but not for us as the business owner where you've delivered something and then someone yeah. can complain to PayPal and get their money back. So there's a lot of that. I mean, the law and, and social media and everything is still like working itself out for a lot of these things, what we do. Yeah. What yeah. what tips do you have for people, especially in those situations where 
it's not technically illegal, but they're uncomfortable. Do -hmm. you recommend your clients to go and reach out to them and say something? Or do you recommend like, hey, just let it go? It's not, you don't have legal grounds here. Or or what's your what's your big recommendation for in those scenarios? Yeah. So I I have two tips. So one is that you need to think about how if people are coming to you, like they're signing up for your group program because they want to create a similar business to you and you're okay with that, just charge accordingly. So you have to think about like, am I okay if I run this group program in this mastermind, I know that these people are going out to start the same business as me. I just need to charge enough for my expertise and all of my uh, experiences that they can't like that. I don't feel resentful right towards Mm -hmm. them for doing that. And then if you're, if that's not what you're doing and instead you feel kind of like duped or you feel like the person's more like copying off of you and like going on stories the next day and teaching the same lesson, I absolutely recommend talking to them. And what I always tell people is that I think it's helpful to say like, Hey, I know that this isn't like, I know you probably mean well, but we did just talk about this. And like, I, and I always say to like, build a little bit of a case for yourself of like, I've had this business for five years. I've been talking about these concepts. They're concepts that I've learned through my own work, um, in talking to hundreds of people, thousands of people, whatever. Um, and it's really important for like, say they had a business, for example, it's really important for your business to be successful, that you go out and have that unique experience for yourself. Cause it's not going to come across, it's not going to work. Right. And yeah. I think so much of what we're talking about, Chloe too, is that like, it kind of ties back to money and investing in your business because once you have spent all this money on legally setting up your business and hiring experts and, and creating a team and like building out a funnel and like doing all this stuff you realize how much work it is, right? And so um, someone who just like comes along and copies your Instagram post, they're not going to be successful. It's very hard to know that in the moment. And and, like, we all feel really angry about it. But it is important to keep, I guess, in the back of your mind. Yeah. And I think there's just something that you can't even describe the contentment that Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating in those scenarios. But at least for me, knowing that I for sure have the right legal protection in place, knowing that I have a team who's, you know, behind me doing it. Also knowing that I have clients who, um, because 90% of the time it is clients or people in our, in the DTM community coming to me, coming to our team and being like, Hey, somebody copied you, right? We're not out there. Like just who's copying us, right? Like looking, looking for it. People are, are people, right? Every, our future bajillionaires out there are cert, like they see it. And then they're coming back and saying that. And so not only is it, of course, frustrating in the moment and, you know, we take action on that, but it's so comforting that I just can't say that enough of, you know, and this is kudos to you of knowing that, you know, there, there's no fear of like, well, you know, you and what army, like I can't do anything. It's like, no, I have this stuff in place. This is a real business and this isn't unacceptable. And so having those boundaries is incredible for, you know, being able to really energetically move past it and work through that. Yeah, for sure. I always say that that to me, like the coolest part of legal is that it empowers you to decide whether you want to do something about something or not. Like you don't have to, you get Mm -hmm. the choice, but if you don't have any protections in place, then the choice is made for you. So yeah, yeah. no choice. (laughs) Yeah, no choice. But at least you can be like, I'm choosing to let this go because it's not worth my time and money and energy and whatever to like go chasing after this person who's never going to be successful anyway. That's your choice. You make an empowered choice versus like, shoot, I don't have the ability to do anything about this. And that feels really terrible. And that's freedom, right? Like similar to financial freedom, like that is the freedom that you want in your business. Like what is the point of 
working so hard to create content, working so hard to create your courses and working so hard to create your eBooks or whatever, and then having people copy it and be able to legally do nothing about it. That is, oh, that just, oh, that's horrible. And so many entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs are so unprotected in that. And, And so if you're listening to this, I'm serious. Like this is, this is the nod from, you know, this is the nod that you need to go and do that for yourself, right? Not just as a check mark, but because that feeling of free of freedom and choice is, is everything. So, um, okay. So Sam, going back to you, I want to hear more about like your own experience. What are some of the obstacles either professionally or personally that you experienced on your journey, not only to become an entrepreneur, but scaling, right? You've, you've scaled an incredible business. And so what, what are some of the obstacles that you have um, experienced and, and how have you overcome them? Yeah. So I would say when, you know, I first left the law and started my own health coaching business, a big obstacle was just learning, feeling so out of my depth, like everything being new, feeling like I didn't know anything, um, tons of like comparison stuff and, and imposter, like all of the things that everyone feels. Um, definitely. I also feel like my first business was a total flop. Like it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't profitable. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't making enough money. I was kind of backed into a corner um, in that sense of where I was like, shoot, this if this doesn't work, like I'm going to have to go back and get a job or something, you know? So that, that was definitely very difficult. And I would say personally, since I've started my legal templates business, uh, like three and a half years ago, I, four weeks after I started my business, I had brain surgery because I have a Chiari malformation <laughs> in my brain. So that was kind of big. Um, I didn't know that. And I found out on Tuesday, had surgery on Thursday, um, and you know, couldn't walk for a while. Like it was really, really bad. I was in the hospital for a long time. Um, so obviously that was tough. Uh, mm-hmm. and as Chloe knows the last two years, my dad's had terminal leukemia. I just found out like two weeks ago that it's now spread and everything. So like it's been very interesting to have to navigate all of this stuff. I think sometimes we romanticize becoming an entrepreneur and think like when we start our own business, like everything else in life will just be like way easier. And mine has almost been the opposite. But the cool thing is that the business has allowed me to go and take care of all of that stuff. And so like Mm. today, for example, up until 15 minutes before talking with Chloe today, I was in the hospital with my dad all day getting a blood transfusion. So it's like, I can go and do that. And I was making money while I was sitting there. I was checking my email and sales are coming in and stuff's happening. Um, So that's incredible. And to Chloe's point, that really pushed me to scale my business and uh, make it essentially what we call evergreen in our industry uh, so Mm -hmm. that I have a funnel set up where people can watch a free legal workshop. At the end of the workshop, they buy the ultimate bundle. And so these things are happening while I sleep, while I'm in the hospital, wherever I am. Um, And this bad, you know, this obstacle essentially has pushed me to just create a business that works for me. I don't work a lot Mm -hmm. of hours. Um, I'm really available, really responsive to everyone who buys my stuff, but like, I don't need to work a ton uh, to make this whole thing work. And that's the way I wanted it. Oh, that is amazing. And it, it's one of those things where, and and I say this a lot with money, but it's the same when, when it comes to your businesses, life can be really freaking hard. The last thing you want is money problems on top of life being really freaking hard. And so it's, it's the same with business stuff, right? Like when life is hard and for you in your path of business, like your business time that you've been owning your own business has been really hard, but the business has allowed you to have freedom and flexibility. So you're not also saying, oh, I can't go to the hospital today because I have to be in court. I can't go and do this because I have to be somewhere else because I'm tied to that paycheck or I'm tied to 
you know, a business that doesn't, isn't what I want. So it's incredible. Um, tell me in your journey into entrepreneurship, one of the things we talk about a lot is that your dream isn't stupid, right? A lot of people, and you, you touched on this a little bit in the beginning, but a lot of people will be in that place where you were in, where you're like, I'm an attorney, I'm here. And you have this idea, right. To be a health coach. And immediately, right. People think like, Oh, it's so stupid. Like I can't go and pursue that. Or other people say, right. You tell mom, Hey, I know I'm an attorney, but I'm going to go be a health coach. And somebody's like, Nope, that's stupid. Or your friend is like, did you ever experience people in any step of the business of like going from attorney to health coach and then health coach back to the attorney side of it? Did you ever experience people doubting you or telling you it wouldn't work or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. So when I left the law and, and like I lost a lot of friends, I remember like a lot of my friends at the time were also lawyers or like other professionals and they thought it was stupid. They don't understand. They don't uh, understand like what coaching is or like what an online business was. So they thought that that was stupid. I myself struggled a lot with like, are you being an idiot? Because you sunk a lot of money into becoming <laughs> a lawyer and like you took the bar exam in two states and passed and like, what are you doing? And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, thinking that there was something wrong with me kind of like mm. trying to fit a square peg into a round hole for a long time. Um, so I definitely did a lot of that and had other people express that as well. And then since starting this business, I consider my, my legal templates business a little bit of like an industry disruptor. And so yeah. I definitely have gotten flack from other attorneys being like, you can't do that. Like they don't like that. It's affordable, accessible. They don't like the way that I'm working with people. They think it's stupid. The kind of um, businesses that my clients have. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. Like, it's just so far from how I feel. Um, and also, Chloe, I think if I'm being honest, I doubt myself uh, yeah. and my my own dream from time to time. I mean, definitely in the beginning, I kept I used to keep my products very quiet. And I'd be like, well, if someone finds this online, that would be really cool. You know, <laughs> but, like it was a lot easier than like me shouting about it. Because then if I shouted about it, and no one bought like that would have felt worse to me. And yeah. so I just kept it quiet. Um, and obviously I've gotten over that part now and have like thousands of customers, but the, I think now at the point where I'm at, I doubt myself was like, can I do any more than this? Or have I like topped mm. out? So I, I definitely have that kind of like next level doubt in myself. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And, and it's crazy because I think there's this idea in this industry, but also like everywhere is that once I reach that place, then I'll be fine. Right. Then I won't have mindset blocks. Then I won't have money blocks. Then everything will be good. Like I'll be completely content. And I think there's a difference with being content where you are, but also still being like, I'm ready for that next level. And it's going to take breaking through those barriers. So I, I yeah. love that you touched on that. And speaking of the next level, what are some big goals that you have for your business? What's next? What's next for CM Vanderweel and LLC? Yeah, so I have a, I feel like I have a lot of big stuff on the horizon. So uh, the Ultimate Bundle, I was just telling Chloe before we got on today, the Ultimate Bundle just got a huge makeover, which was awesome because I created it three years ago. So I completely revamped the Ultimate Bundle, brand new um, video trainings in there and like updated the legal templates. I also added a money, like a legal money section um, in there, which yes. I was really excited about because I felt like that was an area I needed to plug so like that was really big. I'm getting a brand new website. Like there's just a lot of like elevation. I keep thinking in my mm. mind, like I feel like my business is being elevated right now. Um, I just sunk a huge uh, investment in myself and my business to have like a VIP day with like a dream 
uh, business coach next week. Um, and so we're talking about like upsells and downsells and order bumps and all these things, which are probably very boring yes. for you guys, but I'm like super I love it. I nerd yeah. out over that stuff. <laughs> I'm like so excited about it. So I feel like just um, I, I my whole business is kind of run off of this funnel. And so just like continuing to perfect and, and like improve this funnel is really the next big phase for me um, and creating probably some different products because I've only ever sold two things essentially for the last three and a half years and I've sold the crap out of them. So yeah. now it's like, what else? What are my um, like current customers looking for me to give them what are some like little holes of uh, different like mm -hmm. price points that I'm not offering all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Thank you so freaking much for blessing us with all of this information. And I know I touched on this so many times, but I have Sam's ultimate bundle. It's absolutely phenomenal. And one of the things I will, I know I've been like hyping you up this whole time, but I will say one more thing. Um, I mean, I could hype you up for a, a long time. <laughs> Give me like another hour. I'm on it. But, um, Sam really makes all of the legal stuff. She brings it down to where you completely understand it. And that's one thing that I talk about all the time, especially when it comes to, um, money experts, but also the, I mean, this applies to every area in your life. If you're hiring a CPA, but your CPA says, oh, don't worry about it. It's just something you don't need to know. You need to know. You want to work with a CPA that's going to help you explain or help explain to you where you're at, what's going on and what you need to do. And it's the same in every single field. You want to work with a physician that's going to do that. You want to work with everybody. And so having Sam in that role, making these, what to me seem like really complex things where you're like, I totally get it. I know why I need this to be protected. I know why or what I'm writing in here and how I need to do it. And so I, again, I put my Chloe deeper the money stamp of approval on the ultimate bundle. We'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. But Sam, to finish up, do you want to tell us more about where they can go hang out with you? Um, if you want to talk more about the bundle or anything else that you want to want to touch on for people who are now obsessed with you and need all the legal protection. Oh, I need to call you every morning when I wake up. <laughs> I'll get a like, lot more Sam. done. <laughs> I have so much more confidence. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, I would love to connect with you guys. So first thing first i'd love for you to go on instagram send me a dm let me know that you listen to my conversation with chloe i'm, I'm at sam vanderwillen on instagram and then in terms of legally protecting your business i can help you in two ways so i sell all of my diy legal templates like contracts and website policies a la carte so you can get any like contract or website policy that you need and then there's the ultimate bundle which is what chloe has where you get 10 of my diy legal templates Plus, you get access to now over 30 uh, video trainings teaching you everything from how to get paid by your clients, how to form your business, um, how to protect your business money um, and your business investments, to how to scale your business, even become like an S-Corp and hire people and um, everything in between. Protect your content, obviously, like what we talked about today. So um, you can learn more, you can join the Ultimate Bundle or get any of the legal templates that you need on my website, samvanderwheelan.com. We'll give you the link. And a good place for you to get started if you feel a little like overwhelmed, you have a business or you're about ready to start one is my free workshop called Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business. So I teach you my five-step strategy to legally protecting your business and you walk away really knowing with a plan what you need to do first and in what order and why, like Chloe said. Um, and that's free. You can sign mm -hmm. up for that on my website as well. 
awesome. We love, we love that. So whatever stage you're at, if you want a free resource, you have no excuses, go check out a free yeah. resource. If you're ready to jump in and protect your business and do all the things, all of the links will be in the show notes. So make sure you go and check them out. Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Sure.